This is Face the Music, a Jeff Lynn's Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song Out of nowhere bonus tracks. I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And I'm Eric Winsensen. And this is our last bonus tracks episode. Unless ELO comes out with a brand new album, which is entirely possible sometime this year. Then again, we were promised 50th anniversary goodies last year, and all we got were some lame ass playlists on Spotify, so. We'll see. Anyway, if you don't know what a bonus tracks episode is at this point, I say, go. You got a lot of episodes to listen to to catch up with. Anyways, here are some selected comments about songs from the album. First up, we've got from Out of Nowhere. Aaron Jansen says, This album aged better than Alone in the Universe. One day when driving home from picking up my wife at work, I thought, why not? I'll put it on. And I was whooshed away in awe of how much it grew on me as a whole. Not to mention my wife really digs a lot of the tracks on here. I didn't think the Lewis Clark Jr.'s version of this song sounded right, but One More Time was perfect. You take this song and let 74 to 81 ELO touch it, and I'm sure it could have been a hit. It's a good song, just missing the oomph. I think Jeff could have done more for the piano solo if he had wanted to. Listen to California Man. I know he's mostly just hitting chords in that solo, but there are some memorable fills. But then again, We also heard better drumming from earlier Jeff, too. And Jack Brown only sent a YouTube link. It's a live version of the song with strings. Jay Fold says, I pity the foon. 
yeah, it certainly is catchy, and I like the background Oz, but sort the muffled production out. You're spoiling some decent songs. Pick up the show, uh, knock you silly. And for help yourself, Pollocksaurus, cool Star Trek or Star Wars sounding name, said, the song's ending is nice, isn't it? That sounds nice. And for Sci-Fi Woman, Rob Evans says, the synth rhythm and notes sound a lot like from the end of the world from time. They're just a little more crunchy here. If memory serves me correctly, this song also represents the contest Nobody Won. I think this is the song where Corey Gomel stated the bridge break was reminiscent of another song, but he couldn't quite place it. I don't believe anyone else could either. Jeffrey Eberding had this to say about Songbird. You know, I thought this was the weakest song on From Out of Nowhere. It really was a bad album closer. I mean, not on the level of Send It, but it's still not great. I liken this to the album closer Dancing from Lindsey Buckingham's last album. After a fast-paced charge of pop delight through nine songs, he closes with a snoozer that sounds as if he's imitating Adam Sandler singing the Suntan Lotion song from Billy Madison. Yeah, neither are great. Suntan Lotion is good for me. You protect me. And for Beatles Forever, James Crow says, It's been too long since I've posted a comment. Life certainly is what happens to you when you're busy making other plans. This was a great way to close out the series. The mythical song that really didn't deserve to be released. It reminds me of the hype over the Beatles' What's the New Mary Jane before its release on Anthology. After I heard it, I knew I liked it better as a mystery. The same is true here. Great podcast, guys. I'm looking forward to the thrilling conclusion. Then, just maybe, I'll get more America's Top 40? Perhaps not. But you've got my support for the restart. Fan from the start, James Crow. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, that uh, Mary Jane song, I think that's an example of that... uh acid and weed doesn't always lead to great music but it's out there now and i don't know maybe i should bring back america's top 40s i'd kind of written it off it's like eh, i don't really want to do it again but um but a month ago i pretty much finished the bonus tracks and the wrap-up episode of this podcast so other than a little tinkering really haven't had much to do as far as podcast work and I'm bored. I'm really bored. So, yeah, I think maybe I should bring back America's Top 40s when this ELO podcast is all over with. So, 
you'll get your wish. And I hope I'll get your money again, like I used to when I used to do the uh, AT's A's T40's podcast. Hi, friends. This is Dr. Jeff Everting with the story of how Beatles Forever made it from the vaults to the masses. Now, in 1983, when Secret Messages was released, I had no idea that it was supposed to be a double album. It wasn't until about 1990, as the Afterglow box set was being prepared, that I had read an article about this upcoming release and that it had these bonus tracks on it from the aborted double album Secret Messages. And I was like, hey, now, what now? What is this magic of which you speak? And then it wasn't until the early to mid-90s that I had learned there was this other song called Beatles Forever that was out there, and there was an ELO collector in Baltimore, Maryland, who had the original acetates of the Secret Messages double album, and there were a few people who had heard the song, but it seemed unlikely that we were ever going to get a full release of it. Fast forward to 2001 at the gathering that took place before the VH1 Storytellers taping. Rob Cager came in, played a few unreleased songs, one of which was Beatles Forever, and the entire time I'm thinking, you know, this is rather bold of him to do this, assuming that none of us out here has a recording device to get a copy of this. Well, I guess the joke was on him, because either in New York or in Los Angeles, somebody made a recording of the song. A month later, on Rockline, I asked Jeff why Beatles Forever was not being included as a part of the Secret Messages remaster, and he gave his now classic line about how it was too fawning, and it was one he wanted to keep in the cupboard, and he might want to redo it someday, and that was great, that was nice that I actually got to speak to the man, so yay me. Fast forward to late 2001, and there were five of us who got this cryptic email that directed us to a link where we could download a recording of the recording of Beatles Forever. So now we could all put together our own full Secret Messages albums from all the bonus tracks, and I burned a couple copies for some other members of the ELO news group that existed at the time. And I guess somewhere between doing that, it found its way uploaded onto some of the file sharing services that existed at the time. And because it was now out to the masses, Rob Cager made it pretty clear that we had ruined pretty much any chance that Beatles Forever would see the light of day. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if Jeff wants to redo it someday. I don't know if Laura or Stephanie are planning to release it after their father passes on. Anything could happen. But I guess a poor copy of Beatles Forever is better than no copy at all. And thanks to the guys at The Bug Club for touching it up and making the clearest version that exists out there. So that's kind of the story how Beatles Forever made its way out to the world. And I hope you enjoyed this bit. And thank you once again to the Eric's for the fantastic job you guys have done doing this podcast over the last few years. Oh, thank you. You're a very sweet man to be with. And Jeff Eberding, he, uh, he wrote this. I already have your tagline for the most recent ELO album when you guys get around to reviewing it. No swoon for foon. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget to take care of your servers. Drive safely. How do you do, Mr. Sponsor? How do you do? Here's the time for a commercial for you. We'd be glad to put it in. If you'll get up the tin. How do you do, Mr. Sponsor? How do you do? 
What if? What if? From out of nowhere. From out of nowhere. The concept album. Concept album. Radio promo number 10538A, Columbia Records, from out of nowhere. Concept album version one. It takes a special kind of genius to create the timeless, the extraordinary. From the mind of Jeff Lynne and Jeff Lynne's ELO comes the new concept album, From Out of Nowhere. Ten songs tell the story of alien invasion, an unearthly love, and an uncommon woman. The drama from out of nowhere will change the way you listen to music. From Jeff Lynn's ELO on Columbia Records and Cassette Tapes, let your mind wander. Well, someone maybe lost the concept. And on that joyous note, let us get on with the show. Out of nowhere. Is it the best ELO album since the Cologne in the Universe? <laughs> yes. Can you elaborate on that? Yes. <laughs> Would you elaborate on that? Yes. Oh, hello, sailor. This is why you don't ask close-ended questions. <laughs> <laughs> elaborate on it. From out of nowhere, in what ways doesn't it stink as much as Alone in the Universe? Well, it's still short. If I was not a fan of VLO, I'd be sitting in the go going, WTF. (laughs) I spent how much on this? And it gave me Ramon's length of an album without Ramon's quality of an album. And without being worth as much as a Ramones album. However, it is better than Alone in the Universe. Um, Unfortunately, it still has a lot of the problems, which is basically here we go again. Yeah. It's a lot of the same again, but it does have some better songs on it. And the songs are actually ones that I didn't like at first, but title track, Help Yourself, Time of Our Lives... There was a couple others on there that weren't too bad. However, the majority of it is still just there. A lot of it is stuff that he dragged out after years of just keeping it in storage on cassette tapes. And the problem is the cassette tapes he keeps dragging out are zoomer later. So we still keep getting that sound after all this time. It's better than Alone in the Universe, but to tell you the truth, most things could be. (laughs) This isn't exactly the most impressive album. I'm glad I didn't go out and buy it right away or anything like that. It'll end up in the collection at some point, but right now it's not something that's a priority. Three stars. Mm. Better than you gave Alone in the Universe. Yeah. This album and Alone in the Universe, I would say, completed my completionist attitude about ELO. 
I used to be anything that had Electric Light Orchestra stamped on it or recorded. I have to buy it. I have to get it. Alone in the Universe left me cold. From Out of Nowhere left me cold. Moving boxes and boxes of albums across the country also left me really cold about buying new music. <laughs> At least records anyway. When this one came out and I was... Uh, it just made me think, do I really want to spend money buying an album that I'm never going to listen to just so that I can have everything by a band? Especially here in the future where you really don't have to buy the music. You can do what I did, which is stream it for free on Spotify. I understand wanting a complete collection, but do I really want to reward an artist who puts out mediocre albums? Because, you know, that might send the message, hey, I should do this again, because a lot of people bought it. And if you don't have a podcast, for instance, to blast out your message of, eh, then, yeah, that's one certain way to get the message across that I don't like it. There were more songs on this album that I did like than were on Alone in the Universe, but only if I hear those songs with seven days in between them. Listening to them all at once in 33 minutes, it's the same thing as Alone in the Universe. They all have the same kind of sound. I mean, so much so that the first time I heard the album through Spotify, I was eating breakfast, going through my morning routines, and I thought, Man, this one song's really going on for a long time. And then I looked over at the Spotify and, oh, it's a different song. It just happens to sound like the same song that came before it. So, I like it a little bit more than Alone in the Universe, but only a little bit more. I gave Alone in the Universe two and a half stars. I think I'll give From Out of Nowhere 2.75 stars. I guess you can do that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's my podcast, and it's the last bonus tracks episode, so I can do whatever I want. That's true. Yeah. And whenever me or a few other people were saying how much we didn't like this album in the Facebook groups, there were always a lot of people who came back with, cut him some slack, man, he's 72 years old. I don't think people understand what an insult that is. Uh, It makes it sound like Jeff Lynn is some invalid who's out of it all the time and and he had brief moments of lucidity to record some songs. Like, Jeff Lynn's at the nursing home and he was awake, he was aware of his surroundings, and he even had some cake. And then he recorded some songs. Here's your album. I know, I always love that attitude. Mm. However, if you apply that towards other people, oh, cut her some slack, she's just a woman. (laughs) You're a sick! jerk (laughs) yeah 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 Uh, (laughs) that goes over so well Mm mm-hmm yeah I just this notion that a lot of people have that well when you hit 70 it's all over you're pretty much sitting in a chair drooling on yourself and people are like well yeah well name me somebody else in their 70s who had number one albums let's see there's Frank Sinatra Tony Bennett, well into his 90s, has had a bunch of number one albums on the jazz chart since turning 70. Most of the Rolling Stones, well, all of the Rolling Stones, are coming up on 80. One of them died still playing drums when he was 80. They're going on tour. Paul McCartney is almost 80, and he's going on a world tour. His last album came out a couple years ago. It debuted at number one. 70 isn't the end of the road. My parents are both 76. They're both lucid, aware of their surroundings. 
They don't have cake so much, but that's more the diabetes than the uh, being in a nursing home. Because they're not. They're still in the same house they've had since 1977. They go on trips. They have conversations with people that don't just end and drift off and then they stare off into space. My dad would still be riding motorcycles if he hadn't fallen down and bonked his head trying to swerve out of the way of a branch. And the doctor said, you bonk your head one more time, you'll die. So, I mean, he was wearing a helmet when he fell off the motorcycle, but his head is also 70-something years old. But if not for that, he'd still be riding motorcycles and fixing them. Did he vote for Trump before or after the head injury? Um, he's been voting for the wrong people long before the head injury, so, yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> You mean he used to vote for the right people? <laughs> yes, you could say that. And then that. the, the very, cult leader came along. <laughs> the very, very right people. Yes. Oh, and also, people would say, Shh, don't say that! What if Jeff Lynn sees us and he stops recording? Well, for one thing, Jeff doesn't do social media, which shows he's smarter than the rest of us. People have talked crap about Bob Dylan for years, and... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and he records old standards and Christmas albums mm -hmm. on top of his stuff. So yeah. Stuff that he should not never touch with that voice of his. <sighs> and he still records it and puts it out. Yeah. M musicians pretty much don't care. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> and that was the thing. Jeff Lynn's been putting out records for like 55 or 60 years. And... If he can survive the onslaught that Rolling Stone gave ELO in the 70s, then I think he's going to be okay if some rube he has no idea exists says, I don't like this Jeff Lynne album. And also, he's not going to stop. It's his passion. It's not like it's just, well, I'm done here, I'm turning this off. I mean, he's been doing this his entire life. When you get some sort of passion that you really, really, really love doing, you're not going to turn it off when you're 70 or somebody says, I don't like it. So I think we're safe. I think you can, are allowed to say that you don't like this Jeff Lynne album and he's not going to go cry in his room. Some stranger on the internet didn't like my album. I'll show them. I'll stop making records. Yeah. No. He's going to make another album called Blue Rain. <laughs> and hopefully that word that you just mentioned, passion, mm. will figure into it. Yeah. Because like Alone in the Universe, it just feels like playing it safe, going through the motions. This worked last time, I'll do it again. There's like no new ground broken here. We are experiencing a lull. My name's Alan Stair. Who cares? And I'm his wife, Donna Stair. You're not a cop, are you? Join us for the WKRP cast. It's a week-by-week, episode-by-episode podcast, giving you a chance to re-watch, review, and re-love WKRP. Tons of trivia, stories, background information, and when possible, interviews. Don't miss the WKRP cast. Subscribe now, available every Tuesdays. I'm at WKRP in Cincinnati. <laughs> You're listening to the ELO Story. Well, good hello, everybody. It's me, that Dano guy from, well, you get the idea. And here's my short take roundup of Out of Nowhere. Foom! Yeah, that sounds like fun. More so than Zoom, unless you're a Star Wars Roadrunner fan. 
However, whatever fun that's left from this album and of this fan, I'm not feeling it. There's not much else to add or elaborate on top of the thread tying all my little track-by-track rants together. The only thing left to talk about here is the future of Jeff, whatever yellow incarnation we all have to face, and us. As you know, Jeff announced future plans, mainly a new album. Do I dread the possibility of more of the recent sameness, or should I hold out for hope in the future? I don't want to get all paranoid fighting the future like so many GOP politicians, but since this is tied to a favorite band, the future is not so much bleak like an atomic bomb or a death grip virus, but more wonderful noise. Maybe? Provided if we don't blow up the Earth by then, I look forward to taking care of my personal curiosity of the latest evolution of this band and sound that I put so much of my time and hearing in for decades. So it's too late to dump them like a bad habit, a variation of waiting for the next chapter that isn't part of Star Wars Trek or anything else that isn't corporately owned. As for the future, well, it beats the alternative, like picking up on Ted Nugent, Kenny G, Kanye? Oh, get out of the way! Don't touch hey, it! Spread out! Hey, hey, get away from that! Don't touch that thing! Come from Out of Nowhere was released on November 1st, 2019. It debuted on the British album chart at number 1 on November 8th, 2019. Fell to number 7 the next week, then to number 12, then 22, moved up to number 18, down to 24, 26, 28, plummeted to number 98, and dropped off the chart on January 10th, 2020. It ranked at number 92 on the year-end album chart. It was awarded a silver disc for sales over 60,000 copies. For a couple weeks during that run, All Over the World, the very best of the Electric Light Orchestra, was on the chart the same time From Out of Nowhere was. In America, where you have to be a manufactured pretty boy, a pop chick pressed from a mold at the Disney Foundry, use sex to sell your lame music, rappers who loop a drum track while plinking the same three notes over and over, or Beatle albums and Dark Side of the Moon make the album chart, From Out of Nowhere entered Billboard's top 200 album chart at number 47. On November 16th, it fell off the chart the next week. On the other Billboard charts, it reached number 6 on the album sales chart, number 6 top rock albums, number 2 top tastemaker albums, and number 10 on Billboard's Vinyl Albums chart. It peaked out at number 130 in France. In Belgium, it got to number 42, reached number 37 on the Danish charts. Even without bonus tracks, it got to number 34 in Japan, number 31 in Finland, number 29 on the Dutch charts. Norway pushed it to number 26. The album topped out at 16 in Poland, number 14 in Germany and Switzerland, got to number 13 in Ireland and Sweden, In Australia and Canada, it reached number 12. Number 10 in Austria, made it to number 8 in Spain, and in Scotland, it went to number 1. This is the unmistakable sound of Jeff Lynne's ELO. With a new album, From Out of Nowhere. Jeff Lynne's ELO, From Out of Nowhere. The new album, pre-order now. These people donated to the podcast through patreon.com slash ELOpod. James Crow, Dono, Tanya Farhi. My name is pronounced Farhi with a chet. 
Christopher Mainwaring, Rob Eben, Alex Hernandez, Mark Jealous, Diane Hughes, Louis Mendoza, Robert Berry, Roland Leger, Stacy Reed, Jill Chenault, Silverwings, Frederick Ska, David M. Stowe, Sugar Mouse, and money orders from our anonymous donor. Very special thank yous to Tracer Anthony for his podcast cover artwork, George Leonberger for the ELO Forever bit, and from Out of Nowhere Concept Album Commercial, and Stephen St. John for the One More Time Music bed. with my final comments on From Out of Nowhere. I just finished listening to the podcast episode of One More Time, and I really liked Don's reflections on that song. He mentioned that basically he and a lot of ELO fans were managing expectations when it comes to new material from Jeff Lynn. And I think that is a very astute observation. And that's what I did when I bought this album back in 2019. My expectations weren't much because I was so disappointed with Zoom. And I hadn't even heard of Alone in the Universe when I bought this album. So I can't really say if I had bought it first and listened to it back in 2015 and then bought this album what I would think. But overall, again, managing expectations, I really liked this album the first time I heard it. I played it a couple of times, then I put it on the shelf, and when it was time for this album and the podcast rotation, I listened to it again. And I still like this album a lot. It's not perfect, but compared to what Jeff has done in the past 20 years, I actually think he's improved a lot on the output in that time. I really love From Out of Nowhere, despite my snarky comments. They weren't really on the song. They were on Jeff still mining a sound that he's been working on for over 30 years. But it's really a good song, especially the chorus. I love Jeff's witty wordplay on this album, especially on songs like Help Yourself and All My Love. And Jeff seems to be having fun on this album. Something that I can't always say about Zoom or especially Alone in the Universe. And some songs have grown on me, Losing You. I didn't like it much when I first heard it. Now I do. I think it's a beautiful song. And Songbird. Beautiful song gets better with every listen. So overall, I like this album. I give it a B. Well, I guess this is the penultimate episode of the podcast. I'll talk to you when we get to the final. Thanks for listening. 
Taste the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group and spread the word by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. You can financially support the podcast at patreon.com slash ELO pod. Next week, the wrap-up episode. A pity of the foon.